What's good? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today about pain and fear as the price for pushing past plateaus and hitting your goals. So everyone who makes it to the 1% in net worth, in business, in physique, with dating, all went through pain and all are coming from pain. As Dr. John D. Martini says, voids create values. So the guy with the $10 million net worth had a big void for lack of money. Usually, and in a lot of cases, he grew up poor, like, my, like me, and felt um, consistently and for, over long periods of time the pain of not having money, of having one pair of sweatpants that your mom would have to sew up and yell at you that you ripped the kneecap. Or he was coming from a wealthy family and it would have been extremely painful for him not to succeed at a certain level when all his peers and classmates um, were at that certain level of wealth. And it would have been very painful for him not to reach that because in that sort of upper class society, status and, and wealth is everything. And if you, if you come from a good family and you're not able to achieve a certain amount on your own, um, it's very painful for those types of people. And he might need a hundred million to feel like he's beaten um, the people that he grew up with. It's the same with, uh, you know, scaling in business, right? If you're, if money is your major pain point, almost everyone who's in the top 1% in business had finances as their major pain point until it was solved. It's the same with physique. Uh, if you look at me now, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. Uh, when I was younger, I was quite skinny, didn't like it, um, but didn't like girls looking at me as the cute little boy instead of someone who's strong and masculine. And I saw guys who were in good shape getting a lot of women. And that was enough reason for me to start working out in high school. If you take a guy further along who's, let's say, six foot, 240 pounds, solid muscle, vascular, he's on steroids, he's on TRT, he's on HGH. He's on SARMs, he's on perhaps more things. His pain point was even bigger, right? If he's, if he's gone that far to become a professional bodybuilder with all the health risks it entails and carrying maybe an extra 100 pounds on his frame, um, which, which is a lot on the heart and the joints, that's a lot of pain to go through, which means that he had to have a greater amount of pain not having that. He had, he had to have a greater amount of pain because he might also have felt skinny and small as a kid. Um, I wasn't bullied, but he might have been bullied or, or in combination of them, he also might have been beaten by his father and felt small and in, insignificant in that way in combination with what he was feeling socially and not able to get the girls that he wanted. And so he overcorrected to the extreme and became a professional bodybuilder, right? But ultimately, getting to the 1% in any area, business, net worth, bodybuilding, with dating, comes from a massive pain point of not having it. And all those things are very painful to achieve and are, are required sustained work over a decade when everyone else is partying and doing dumb shit. So the pain of getting those things must be less than the pain of not having them. You really have to have 
major, major pain points to get to the top 1% in, in whatever you're doing. And that's why most people never succeed in anything because they're not able to dig in and find that actual pain and, and take it as a gun to your head, like, I need to have this, right? It's, it's painful in some cases, but then they will divert that pain into distractions, into drinking and video games and leave that pain at their job. They don't like their job, but they work it from Monday to Friday. They just make it to Friday and then they go out and drink or, you know, smoke or um, play video games or whatever it is so that it can avoid that pain. And they might look into starting a business, but uh, it's too hard and they quit or maybe they start failed their first one and quit and that's it because it really wasn't painful enough. If their actual survival depended on it, right, everyone would have a success. And that is how people that actually are successful treat it. Um, you, you treat that pain as solving it as a non-negotiable. You set a target, you set a standard, and you have a higher standard that you stick to and it's a non-negotiable and you are living for that standard. And that's what's required for the success because it's, you know, to get success in terms of wealth, everyone wants it. So it's extremely competitive. You have to have a higher pain tolerance than 99% of your competitors if you want that top 1% business, at least in the early stages till you have the money to hire people. There's no other way. Um, that's just the reality of it that a lot of people don't want to understand. And it's something that I've been preaching here since 2012 that this entrepreneurship stuff is not fun like a Gary V makes it out to be, at least in the initial stages. It's only fun once you have a good amount of income coming in and some operators under you. And then your life is much easier than when you were working a job. Um, but the price point to, to success is always, you know, if you want 1%, if you want to be the 1% in anything, you have to have a higher pain tolerance than 99% of people and a higher work ethic to continue working at that level in pain than those 99% of people. And when it gets really painful, your, your pain tolerance is high enough not to quit. And you never quit. You just die in the midst of reaching one of your goals, right? So that's the first thing is Pain is the price for pushing past plateaus in, in every realm of, of the game of life. Um, the next thing you need to understand is uncertainty. Okay, Uncertainty stops a lot of guys. They might have a high pain tolerance, but they don't know when it's going to end. They don't know when they're going to get that win. Um, it's more applicable to business and net worth. I think it's less applicable to, let, let's say, a physique goal where you can see progress um, you know that at a certain level, you might have to get on TRT to earn some more. Um, it's quite easy to measure out where you'll be over a year, two years. But on things that are more difficult and complex, like, like the wealth game, a lot of guys, you might be watching this right now at six figures thinking like, when am I getting to 300? I've tried all these things, whatever. Maybe it's not going to happen. And that's a real killer is the uncertainty, right? Because you could run on a treadmill at 10 minutes for a full sprint if you had to for a million dollars, right? By the last two minutes, you're dying, but you're, you're pushing it because you know you've got your mill or three mil or whatever. But if someone just told you to jog at a reasonable speed for a million, 
and you don't know when it's going to end and you've been going for 10 hours, right? That's a lot harder in a sense because even though it's a more reasonable speed, even if it's a slow speed, that guy might have you on there for three days or 15 days. You don't know. But it also might be over in an hour and you just hopped off the treadmill um, and cost yourself a million dollars, right? And that's the case a lot of the time when you're trying to do something complex like net worth or building up businesses and things of that nature. And the pain tolerance is required there. And the reason the pain tolerance is required is because you're setting a standard and you're like, I'm hitting this no matter what before I die. If I don't hit it, it's not because I uh, quit, right? It's because I died in the process. And then so your mind becomes, all right, that didn't work. What's the thing that's going to get me there? What do I have to do? Instead of, oh man, I'm tired of this. Maybe I should give up. It's just not an option. It's not an option because the pain of not having it is greater than any amount of sacrifice you have to make to get it, right? And, and because your pain levels are higher than your competition, you don't quit and you do what it takes to make your targets. And because your pain levels of not having it are higher than your competition, then your pain tolerance levels for doing the thing becomes higher. And you can take any amount of uncertainty because you've, you've resolved not to stop until you hit that standard, right? And once you hit that standard, you probably hit another, set another goal, right? Uh, so that's very important to understand. The second um, key for getting anything that you want is fear. Fear is the other price to pay for pushing past plateaus. Fear stops a lot of guys making 100 or 200K because they are not willing to sacrifice 100 or 200K to make a million. They're comfortable with their six figures and let's say they've got a nice 60% margin and they're taking home a nice dividend, right? Got a nice comfortable salary. They're pulling out another 60% of what's left over. And they're not willing to give that up because they're afraid if they spend the money on marketing and getting more leads, it might not work. And now they've quote unquote lost their 50K dividend or, you know, the, and their salary had to go down to 75K or 60K for that year. And their margins would have gone from 60% to let's say 20% or zero for that year because they reinvested everything. So they're afraid they lack courage and therefore they don't scale as opposed to the guy who's at six figures or 200 K and he likes that he's there, but he's not anywhere close to the targets that he set, right? Multiple seven figures. That guy is looking for every dollar that he has to find a flywheel within the marketing to shove all that money back in because he's not comfortable at six figures and he doesn't, it is not a big sacrifice for him to give that up and to give up the 60% dividend that he's taking home to get to seven figures because it's not acceptable for him to stay at that level. He's not able to have the lifestyle that he wants because he has a higher standard and he has a greater pain point not having the standard of life that he wants or the girl or the physique or whatever goal you're trying to accomplish in your health, wealth and relationships. So therefore, because he's committed to those targets, he has more courage 
because it's, it's not an option for him not to do the thing. So he's going to feel perhaps just as scared as the, as the other guy, right, about spending 60000 on marketing. But he's going to do it anyways. And that's what courage is. Courage is not not being afraid. Courage is being afraid and being like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyways because I'm, I'm, I'm not good where I'm at, right? I'm not, I'm not good here at six figures. You know, I need to be hitting, I need to be taking home 100K a month before I can feel comfortable. And from there, I'm still going to grow. But from there, growing is a lot easier because you can spend 30K a month on marketing and still be taking home a good amount of money. It's much, everything gets less riskier in the sense, you know, the, the greater your wealth is, right? You can, you can take, you can put a million on, million dollars on, on a business, right? And if it doesn't work, well, you're still a decade millionaire, right? It's, it's not going to affect your lifestyle. It's, it's more in the earlier stages when more courage is required. You know, it takes courage just to start the business and then it takes, you know, courage to scale and it's sort of less courageous the higher you go up. But at every level, there's, there's courage required. And that stops a tremendous amount of guys from going from six to seven or even seven to eight uh, because a lot of guys have good businesses that are working with a good system. They just don't have the balls to put more money back in to scale it or to take it out if that business is maxed out and put it into something else and grow that because, again, their pain point for not being at 10 million net worth or whatever it is, is not the same as the guy who's dead set on getting to the 10 mil, right? And I do think for this decade, you need a lot more than you did in the last decade because we're, we're dealing with a lot of uncertainty with the reset coming up with AI, with inflation, which could easily evolve into high inflation, if not worse than that. Um, I've got two courses coming out on that, the net worth course and the Thrival during uh, the, the reset course. So stay tuned for that. But ultimately, the point is you need courage at every step. Uh, so don't think that um, you're not going to be afraid or anxious about spending some money or, or um, taking a risk. But if you're serious about your target, you have to do it. And if you're not serious, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself and tell, you, tell yourself, I'm not... I'm not serious enough to hit two million. I'll stay for two hundred fifty thousand, right? Um, and that comes down to setting your decade goals and your yearly goals, which you can see how to do in my life game course over at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses. And I think it's extremely important to set your goals a decade from now and then work backwards each year so that your revenue targets line up, right? Let's say you start at your goal for this year is thirty k and then 60K and then 90K and then 180 and so on and so forth to where 10 years in, you're at the, the, the decade long revenue goal that you want to be financially secure and you're taking it really seriously. Um, then when you take those goals seriously, you are required to have courage. You're not required not to be afraid, you're going to be afraid. You're just required to do it anyways, right? Unless you think you have something better to invest in, if this is your best thing, you know, you hire the marketing expert to run your ads. If it doesn't work out, you hire the next one and the next one or you tweak your offer. And so instead of worried about, 
oh, am I going to lose this $4,000? You're like, let me get this $4,000 at the door to see if this works and as fast as possible. And, you know, if it doesn't over a month or two testing, immediately cut it off and take that and put it into the next guide or the next initiative. And at the end of the day, that might not have worked, but you've at least opened a door and closed a door. And there's another 10 doors that you could open one after the other um, to see if there's money there, right? And there's a benefit in having five of those doors closed, right? Because you at least know it's not in those doors. Um, but I've got another five. And the more that I open, the closer I'm getting to getting this money, right? So it's not, you're not even looking at it as a, as a risk of, of money per se, you're looking at it as um, research to find the thing that's gonna get you to seven figures because you need to, you know that you need it, right? And that I think is what separates a lot of the winners and losers. I mean, Jeff Bezos could have um, sold Amazon in the late 90s in the tech boom and made 20 million and coasted but it wasn't an option for him not to be a billionaire, right? And so therefore he had to have the balls to just keep dumping everything back into Amazon until he got there. And from there, it wasn't an option for him not to have the biggest e-commerce company because that's where he set his target. He probably had a tremendous amount of pain in his early life that got him to a place of, of um, having goals that are that big and Therefore, he had a lot higher pain than his competitors, and he had the, the higher pain tolerance to handle it. And he was that committed to the goals that he was forced to have the courage, even though he was surely scared at every level of the way, to reinvest and make it happen and to not quit. And I'm sure he, like almost every other entrepreneur, wanted to quit every month. He just didn't do it because he was committed to the target. So... As your own boss, in some cases, it's difficult, more difficult than working a job where your pain is compartmentalized and someone's telling you what to do. And all you have to do is do the things to make that person happy and you get to keep your money. When you're your own boss, right, you have to serve your target. So the way that I think of things now is I've got my yearly targets and my decade targets, and those are my bosses. I serve them. And I'm working each day during the working part of my day before I get into the, you know, at the end of the day, some leisure time, I'm working to serve those, right? And you should be thinking the same. And, you know, that, that truly, in my opinion, assuming you have the right strategy, IQ, all these different things um, that, you know, I talk about all the specific tactics in the other videos and courses, um, I think it's those two things that separate the winners from the losers. And... You know, it's about having that willpower um, to hit those targets. And I think that the, the, the bulk of that willpower is from digging into the pain of not having those things and not accepting um, anything less. Therefore, you're forced to have willpower, you're forced to have pain tolerance, and you're forced to have courage because you have total commitment to these targets because not having them is just not an option. Not having them is too painful than um, the pain that it would take to hit them. And finally, the thing that's very important um, when you're looking to plan out your next decade 
and plan out your yearly targets and achieve at perhaps a higher level than you've ever achieved before is being around the right people. So that means the right videos on YouTube, the right courses, um, and things of that nature. But if you don't have anyone around you right now, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have any like-minded friends who are succeeding at the same level, it's really important to have those things as well. I don't know one successful person that hasn't been mentored and doesn't have at least three friends that are at the same level or higher where they're able to talk about their net worth strategies, their business strategies, their lifestyle strategies. And if you don't have that, you can get that all in my RLD Brotherhood, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com forward slash brotherhood, where, we, where it's a brotherhood of six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs and my close friends um, and, and clients. And we're strategically working about how to play the game of life and win over the next decade, especially in regards to the reset, AI, inflation, um, the absolute incredible amount of chaos that we've already seen and that is coming in the future. Um, it's my opinion that we need to set much higher targets for ourselves to ensure that we come out of this decade um, with our freedoms and our money intact and being able to afford the kind of lifestyle that we want with the you know future implementation of social credit, carbon credits, um, ESG governments on your on your business on your home all those things are going to cost money and AI is going to wipe out the bottom half of the workforce it's probably going to affect your business as well it's never been more important to be an entrepreneur and one that's aiming that 1% or 0.1% um, you know because a lot of windows are going to be closing at the end of the day um, there's going to be a lot of businesses five years from now that are just being run by AI and you're going to have to have that technology. You're going to have to be able to afford the best custom tailored AI to compete in your industry. And you certainly shouldn't be working a job. Um, I'm assuming you're already on, an entrepreneur, uh, but you know, for the people that you grew up with, that's just five, 10 years out. Imagine what this is going to look like 20 years out, 30 years out, 40 years out with the Neuralink brain implants that Elon Musk wants to sell to people and all this, these various things. I mean, our, our lifetime is going to be the greatest technological revolution in, in history times a thousand. Um, an absolutely monumental amount of rapid exponential change in, in regards to AI and governance and 15-minute cities that people are going to be in and um, traveling permits and all these things and I really think that you need to be around the right people and have the right network and have guys that are going to encourage you to um, set the right targets and and push past the pain and push past the fear and just do it anyway and be absorbed in an environment of guys that are doing it I don't know anyone I'm not I have no friends or clients that aren't successful Normal people's realities is completely outside of my reality, except when I'm speaking with people in the hotel that I live in here in Asia, or speaking to someone on food delivery, or I'm in the bank or something of that nature. And that really changes the game for you, right? As opposed to when I used to be working a job and no one in my family had been successful and none of my friends were successful. And all you hear is this kind of external reinforcement of take some time off, don't work so hard, 
that's too risky, don't start a business, don't reinvest, etc. You've really got to get rid of that. Um, it's going to make it so much easier for you to push past the pain and be courageous, as well as being around the right people with the right strategy. So I highly recommend you join our brotherhood, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash brotherhood. Other than that, I appreciate you watching the video. Much love to you. God bless you. And I'll catch you in the next video.